Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, yeah, by the way, before we get to Connor Riley, Connor, I don't want to sound like the anti-Clark Howard. I just don't give a crap. I just assume I'm going to get whooped at the register, and I just go. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how you not pay attention to prices. I'm sorry. I got to look at the ticket. Like, I, I, I got to know what I'm paying for. I mean, I'm paying, if I'm paying $8 for a loaf of bread, I, mean, I got to know. But it's not like I'm going to go, oh, you know what? That's too much. Take those eggs back. No, it is. Like, I'm not going to buy that amount of eggs. It matters. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, how you keep money, Mike? I, I don't no, know. No, no. You know me. My house is a revolving door. Money comes in. It goes right out the window. Let's talk to Connor. Connor, speaking of a revolving door, we got a lot of stuff to talk about with the dogs and the portal. What's the deal, man, with what we're hearing about dogs going in the portal? Let's go one by one. What do you know? Who's leaving uh, Athens? Yeah, so the big news today is that A.D. Mitchell officially enters the transfer portal. It is not exactly shocking news if you followed this. Uh, there was chatter about him potentially entering the portal and going to Texas all the way back to December. Uh, I think the way things played out with Mitchell and his ankle injury were, quite frankly, a little weird this season where he misses nine games for an injury that uh, members on the Georgia staff did not think was all that serious or innocuous. And he, you know, for the second straight year, you've got a, a talented wide receiver, a guy who was a proven contributor at Georgia, uh, in the wide receiver room looking to play elsewhere. And as I think we saw play out this season, Georgia still has enough wide receiver talent in this room to, to where it's going to be okay. They got really big news last night when Lad McConkie announced that he'd be coming back for another season for this team. Uh, they go out, they bring in two transfer wide receivers already and Dominic Lovett from Missouri and Ra-Ra Thomas. I know they really like the three freshman wide receivers they brought in in this past signing class as well. But A.D. Mitchell, a guy who – Made two of the biggest touchdown catches in Georgia program history. The obviously the go-ahead touchdown against Alabama in the national championship game in the 2021 season. And then just a few weeks ago against Ohio State, the game winner in that game there as well. A, a clutch player uh, who is going to look to play elsewhere to finish out his college career. Now, not to turn this into something like, well, why didn't he stick around? But, I mean, does you, do you feel he wants to get better stats elsewhere? Because, I mean, yeah. talk about the kids coming. Because I thought that we had some big-time recruits coming in at wide receiver. Yeah, so uh, with, with AD, my understanding is it, it, this is a, an NIL slash stats-based decision. Okay. I, I know there's been some talk out there that he has a son in Texas that he'd like to be closer to. My understanding is that it's more the you know NIL deal, wants to produce bigger numbers as he tries to make a case for himself as an NFL wide receiver. As far as the guys are bringing in, Dominic Lovett had a really successful game against Georgia when those two teams, in, when Georgia and Missouri played this season, six catches for 84 yards. In that game, uh, you know, and Ra-Ra Thomas led Mississippi State in receiving there as well. There's two guys that have played at an SEC level so far. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily expect both of them to quote-unquote pop and be, you know, real impact players for Georgia, but the hope is that one of them can be. And when you factor in that you're bringing back Glad McConkey, you hope to get a full off season of Arian Smith who showed what he can do in the game against Ohio State. Marcus Rosemary Jackson is another strong player. And then they bring in three freshman wide receivers and Tyler Williams, Azid Haynes, and Anthony Evans. There's still a lot of talent in this wide receiver room. And, yes, you do lose a really proven playmaker guy who made big plays in big games in A.D. Mitchell. But I've said all that. I've talked all about the offensive wide receiver room and the production they bring back and why there's still reason to be bullish about it. And, oh, yeah, Brock Bowers, who might well be the best player in college football, is also coming back next season as well. So it sounds bad, but you're saying it's not really that bad is what you're saying. 
Yeah, they're already used to life without AD Mitchell. They okay. played nine right. games without him this season. Good point. It's not. It's not. It's not. From where I stand right now, it's not the same level of loss that say Jermaine Burton was from last season. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it is our guy Connor Riley from Dog Nation, guys. As we talk about the dogs. I want to ask you about the personality of Stenson Bennett. And, uh, you know, there's uh, stuff out there about the parade and how engaged he was or whether he wasn't. He put out a big post last night talking about this. And and I'm just curious from your experience and what you have been around him. We don't know him. I don't think most fans know him outside of just seeing him on Saturday and, you know, what we've seen in, in interviews. But what kind of personality is he? Because some people thought what you know, putting out a post like that was somewhat petty. Other people said, fine, I wanted to hear what the explanation was, and I'm glad he explained it and what was going on. What did you make of it? Yeah, first of all, Mr. Medium Rare is just one of the all-time great, great lines that I've heard. I, I, I got a good <laughs> chuckle out of that. Uh, look, Stetson Bennett's a guy who's had a massive chip in his shoulder the entire time he's been at the University of Georgia. He has been told – Everything that he can't do won't be who he can't become, what he can't do. And you saw, I think, a little bit of that personality come out online the other night. And, you know, I'd point out here as well, you know, Stake made those comments two days after he had just seen one of his teammates and a very other important member of the Georgia football program pass away. And, look, he's probably heard a lot, and that had probably finally been a a boiling point there for him. I'd point out as well – like Kirby Smart was on his cell phone at a press conference the day before the national championship game, and Kirby Smart was on his phone at the national championship parade there as well. I, I, I personally don't get so hand-wrung over this, this idea that these guys have to be fully locked in for this entire celebration parade. Uh, you know, I, that, that thing on Saturday, I don't necessarily know that that is for the players and, and, and whatnot. And so I, I don't have a problem with the way Stetson was acting. Uh, you know, there are guys on that Georgia team that weren't even there. Like, it's not important to me, or I don't think it should be important to anyone, you know, how Stetson chose to conduct himself in that moment. I, you know, from my dealings with Stetson, you know, again, this is a guy that has had a major chip on his shoulder, and he's been told that you can't do things. And I think so often we lose sight of the fact that, yes, we, the way we talk and discuss about these athletes, these guys are still human beings. And I think, you know, if, if someone is talking about Mike or someone is talking about you call the way people have talked about Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. odds are, yeah, you probably have a big chip on your shoulder and speak in the way in which Stetson came out and did so both at the parade on Saturday. And then again, in the social media post, if anything, I quite frankly think Stetson handled it better than I personally would have if I'd been in his shoes there. So right. I, I get why people may not love it, but like, this is just who Stetson Bennett is. And you know, if you're shocked by this, I don't know, maybe you haven't really been paying attention to who he is or been reading up on, right. on what he's been through and sort of how he feels about all right. this. I said that to Carl earlier. If he can kind of take some of this and that's going to be the fuel, hopefully less Baker Mayfield, less Johnny football, but he can use that as a driving force. I mean, look, Joe Theismann was told he couldn't play. He had to go to Canada. You know, and, and, that, and there's a dude that is small of stature and won a Super Bowl. So there's lots of ways to get there. And by the way, Cha-Cha, Carl, I know what it's like to be not distracted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Connor, Connor Riley's with us here. Kate Connor Riley from Dog Nation on the waitfor.com hotline. I've always been totally focused on the matter at hand. So, big picture, the offensive line. Now, this is the last minute. We're coming up in the last few minutes of the transfer portal and all that. What is the offensive line going to look like? Because if it's Carson Beck or Vandergrift, I think that's the – you would argue that's probably the biggest key. What kind of – how are we going to – how is Georgia going to say maintain that consistency at O-line? 
All right, we already know they're losing Warren McLennan and Broderick Jones to the NFL draft. Uh, we're still waiting on a decision from Cedric Von Prawn in terms of what he's going to do. And, and I that's think, big, right? I, yeah, I, I, I actually think he's a tougher player to replace than it is in, in Broderick Jones, who's going to be a first-round pick at left tackle, and, and Warren McLennan, who, is a, who started 37 games in his Georgia career. I, I think there's not a natural replacement certainly one of his caliber on this Georgia roster in terms of what he is going to bring in. And, you know, again, uh, Cedric lost a teammate on Sunday and a guy he was very close with in Devin Wook, uh, who came in same recruiting class in 2020. And, you know, we'll get that decision when we get it. I know the NFL is going to send their full list of early entrants uh, out on Friday. So we may have a better idea then, but Cedric has not publicly announced anything at this point. And personally speaking, I'm 100% okay with that. Uh, you know, his mind so clearly belongs elsewhere right now that, you know, this idea of what he's going to do from an NFL decision standpoint just seems so small, but this offensive line, I think is going to look very different next year. And it'll be interesting to see how it sort of adjusts. And as, as you point out there, Mike, you know, I think one of the more underlying reasons Georgia went with Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels in 2021 was Stetson's mobility was able to cover up some of the holes that offensive line had. Now, obviously, this year's offensive line didn't have any sorts of those issues there. But when you have to replace, you know, Cedric Van Pran potentially, who's a two-year starter, Broderick Jones, who's a major player for you, Warren McClendon, multi-year starter. There's going to be some level of drop-off there, and one of the ways to potentially cover it up, maybe you do go with a more athletic quarterback in Brock Vandergriff or Gunnar Stockton if you don't feel that Carson Beck can stand back there in the pocket and cleanly deliver the ball out. So I think the offensive line going forward, regardless of what Cedric Van Pran does, I think is one of the more interesting storylines to follow with this team and how it develops over the course of the offseason. Connor, good stuff, man. Um, I know you enjoyed the parade, the festivities. It's been a hell of a season. And, you know, to wrap things up in Athens with the back-to-back parade. But Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.